0: Hello and welcome to Ice Age Prep Reads Season 3 Interlude The Next End of the World, The Rebirth of Catastrophism by Ben Davidson This is Chapter 2 Chapter 2 is titled The CIA Hat Trick How Three Moves Crushed Catastrophism What They Discovered in the 1940s Under the threat of Soviet attack over the North Pole Major Maynard E. White led the first expedition to map the Arctic, learn about flight and navigation over the frigid polar regions, find the magnetic pole position, and generally begin to occupy the front lines of the would-be war of the Arctic. That war never materialized, and instead, Major White's team discovered the core evidence used by the U.S. government to begin to understand the disaster cycle. and the light in the late 1940s, his team discovered the magnetic North Pole, evidence of its instability, and evidence of catastrophe after catastrophe, seeming to put the polar region in a hot tropical climate than frigid polar opposition position in alternating periods. Major White saved records from both the expedition and the meetings at the Pentagon where the matter would quickly be classified, and he gave those documents to his son, Ken White, to publish after his passing. In 1994, Ken published World in Peril, including all of the evidence his father had given him and a considerable amount of his own research. The work described several interesting points about the evidence discovered, specifically the layers of tropical and polar sedimentary evidence found near the Arctic shells. They are, as listed, the layers appear to be separated by 10-12,000 to 12,000 years. The layers, five discovered, each include a magnetic field excursion. The Earth's crust shifts back and forth, putting the current polar regions in the tropics and then back to the poles. The major magnetic shift takes place rapidly, about a day, driving the cyclical deluge and Ice Age. The scientists initially thought they had found nine layers, but further study revealed one event was so bad. actually thrust an entire slab over top another to make it appear that the layers had doubled. While White's book was not released until 1994, the evidence suggests that this has been the classified understanding of the U.S. government since at least the late 1940s. While this version does not claim to know the mechanism causing the magnetic shift, just that they happen, there is evidence that these works are what inspired Einstein in his final years while working with Charles Hapgood to stop asking if the crust tilted and began to ask how it happened. Einstein died without finding his answer. Part of Einstein's published foreword to Hapgood's first book on catastrophism is reproduced here. Quote, A great many empirical data indicate that at each point in the earth's surface that has been carefully studied, many climatic changes have taken place apparently quite suddenly. Crustal displacements may take place as the consequence of comparatively slight forces exerted on the crust derived from the Earth's momentum of rotation, which in turn will tend to alter the axis of rotation of the Earth's crust. End quote. Albert Einstein. Einstein's research cohort Charles Hapgood, is actually the key player in the second act of the major white story. At the time, there was no CIA, but its predecessor organization, the Office of Strategic Services, OSS, was key at the Pentagon meetings, and Charles Hapgood was on the roster. Hapgood's government life and his public life would eventually overlap due to his involvement in these discoveries, which is where he began to work with Einstein. Interestingly, while they worked together for a number of years, Einstein died three years prior to Hapgood's first book release. The disaster information was classified shortly after White's expedition, and it began phase two of the cover-ups, the Hapgood phase. Hapgood's Parade, How the CIA Twisted the Story Most people who have heard of Charles Hapgood heard that he was a professor at some university in the eastern United States. He was at a number of them, and they were hearing this because of his widely publicized Earth Crust crust Displacement Theory. This was the work that included the Forward by Einstein, which allowed it to carry the respect and weight of the field, cast a shadow over it, contain it within its umbrella, and eventually cause its downfall. At this time the world was still feeling Einstein's death, let alone the science world, and much of the latter knew he had been obsessed with disaster near the end of his life. It is not an understatement to say that anything with his name was going to overtake any other news in the field, perhaps in science altogether. As we've mentioned, Charles Hapgood was a key figure in the OSS when it morphed into the CIA. He was indeed part of the creation of the organization. He was privy to all the information from Major White's team in the Pentagon meetings and he may have been there, spoken with White, and taken part in the conclusion portion and classification of the material. Yet, in the years that followed, he spent his time parading around as just a research professor, advocating for a qualitative, similar, quali- qualitatively similar but quantitatively offensive version of the disaster one that did not comport at all with the evidence or the original conclusions offered by Maynard and Ken White, or the Pentagon documents scanned in as part of Ken's book. The length of the disaster, the extent of the crustal shift, and the random polar position made Hapgood's version of crustal displacement easy to debunk. It did not match the timelines or the paleomagnetic evidence of the pole position's stability over time. The evidence from White tells the story of a recurring polar position, offering an easy explanation for evidence of the magnetic poles being in those locations over eons. The timeline deduced by Pentagon scientists matches a good deal of geological evidence, but Hapgood's did not. (laughs) Is this what Einstein supported during his life? Would he have supported Hapgood's version? Indeed, what happened here? Hapgood had the real facts, so why did we get a scientifically indefensible story? If the subject was classified by his own organization, why was he discussing it at all? The answer is that it was by the CIA's design. It is not unreasonable to suspect that there was concern over the information getting out and causing panic, and that they wanted to get ahead of it and squash it, which they did. Since Hapgood's version carried the weight of Einstein, as though he had written more than the foreword, when it tanked, it also sunk the entire field of catastrophism and the concept that the crust can shift. Carl Sagan, soon after, dispatched Velascovsky's ingenuous but ultimately flawed ideas. Einstein was no longer around to validate that version given by Hapgood was what he supported. Everyone else was forgotten, and catastrophism began to die. Whether the CIA judged the information to be too easily discoverable, or they had specific knowledge of other researchers hot on its trail, hot on its trail, or they just wanted to classify it for other reasons, they perfectly executed the derailment of the entire field of catastrophism to the point where it is not at all academically accessible to discuss these topics in mainstream journals anymore. Whatever the reason for classification, there was, in fact, someone hot on the trail, someone who had access and clearance and even managed to get on TV a number of times trying fruitlessly to discuss the subject, Chan Thomas. Chan Thomas, Tooth Falls in the Forest As a result of a Freedom of Information Act request in 2013, a file was declassified that included selections from the first edition of Chan Thomas's book, The Adam and Eve Story, written in the 1960s. It is not easy to find someone who remembers his poor, poorly selling book or his TV appearances, and even as it appears that Thomas had work, working involvement with the CIA, His work on a classified subject was allowed to be done, it was allowed to quietly fizzle, and it received utterly zero support. Interestingly, the original classification, code K, indicates unknown origin of classification. Items usually have T for top secret, or C for confidential, or R for restricted. This was something else. (laughs) Virtually nobody knew about Thomas's book or his second or third editions in the 70s and 90s, and his inclusion of religious and often unnecessary expounding on simple points have offered relief for anyone looking for any reason to put down his work. It also got him lumped in with the many fanatical discussions of the end of the world. Alas, it tells virtually the same story as Major White and the Pentagon. Somehow, while Hapgood and Velikovsky got the spotlight, the most important catastrophists in the 1900s went overlooked, It took until 2018 for Cham Thomas to rightfully gain his place in the world of catastrophism. It can reasonably be estimated that 25,000 to 50,000 people read his book during his lifetime. Now there are millions who know his name. In autumn of 2018, someone sent me an online copy of that declassified file with the Adam and Eve story, right from the CIA's website. I remember the next many days very well. There was nothing online about Chan Chan Thomas, his book, anything. I tried Google, Yahoo, Bing, DuckDuckGo, everything. This man, whose catastrophism book appeared in a declassified CA file, was seemingly a ghost forgotten by the internet. I suggest you search for Chan Thomas on the internet now and see the millions upon millions of search results. The people have power, his photo, full bio, list of other unrelated works, and full copies of all three versions of the Adam and Eve story were discovered and put online with just uh, within just a few days of what was unquestionably marked the rebirth of interest in catastrophism. A video we released in December 2018 called "The Next End of the World" CIA declassified. That video has reached a millions. Has, that video has reached millions of people. And since its release, and the release of 40-plus follow-up videos in a full-film documentary, a number of modern researchers have witnessed their works collide. The evidence across various fields that quietly and unconnectedly developed over the last few decades has now been compiled here, and we can now finally answer Hibben's challenge in his book. In this book, we will answer all of the evidence in this penultimate episode of the story of catastrophism, with the finale being the event itself, all started with the discovery of Thomas's book in a declassified CIA file. It is a shame that his work was rediscovered only after his passing, but we can now honestly credit Chan Thomas with triggering the rebirth of catastrophism in the new millennium, and with his focus on the crust-mantle boundary like Hapgood and on the galactic magnetic fields, both of which remain foundational pieces in the next newest generation of disaster theories in the new millennium, it is inconceivable that this man's work was ignored, and the fact that it appeared in newly declassified CIA files is our only source of speculation as to why it was not more popular in the past. Thomas' work is a lot like this one, It compiled a lot of evidence of past disasters, the works of previous catastrophists, and added the latest science. What is most impressive is that he does not mention Major White or the Pentagon Files. He must have come to the same crustal shift conclusion by other means. Unlike Hapgood, Einstein, White, and the rest, Thomas had definitively settled on the trigger for his hypothesis. Thomas suggested that the work of Hans Alphen demonstrated how external magnetic fields could overcome the seemingly powerful inertial motion of a spinning magnetized conductive material. Using this concept, in what was known at the time about galactic astrophysics, Thomas skipped over the sun, the focus of the New hypothesis, and suggested the galactic equator was a magnetic null point where the earth's polarity reversed as our solar system crossed the boundary more on this theory in chapter 3 apart from leaving the sun and leaving out the sun for all but the briefest of mentions thomas slight misunderstanding of galactic magnetism belies how close he actually was to the real genesis of the cycle itself His focus on galactic magnetism offered enough clues to point a modern researcher researcher in the right direction, and those clues waited for decades to be rediscovered through modern science and technology. At very least, the CIA did nothing to support Thomas' work, instead allowing the Einstein flag-waving Professor Hapgood to wash over the entire field like the great waves of the disaster cycle. From Major White to Chan Thomas, the U.S. government has not been transparent with the facts and the publicity of of the topic of catastrophism. The National Science Foundation Holds the Shield If there was a fourth element to the CIA cover-up of real catastrophism science, it is the defense of the non-catastrophic public mainstream paradigm that has prevailed since they successfully collapsed the scarier version of the field. (laughs) Over the years, the most important aspects of this defense has been the mainstream geological science continuing to trounce Hapgood's theories. This is what has kept the scientific community from heading down the path of catastrophism. Scientists have have continued to show that the magnetic poles gave evidence of being in their places for millions of years and have managed to muddy the waters that would otherwise clearly connect the catastrophes. By tracing the funneling of money through National Science Foundation grants, which was a leviathan of a forensic accounting effort entirely advanced by Douglas Vaught, the CIA was able to control a large fraction of the relevant scientific publishing. (laughs) At one point, their involvement in Ivy League science departments became so prolific that Harvard did an exposé on their shadowy involvement in the nation's top universities. The precedent citation paradigm of academia took it from there. The most cited work debunking Hapgood's version has over 500 citations, but has a correction to the article that puts some past polar positions on opposite sides of the globe than was originally reported. When it comes to polar position, the original was as wrong as possible. Maximum possible wrongness, if I may. The corrections have been cited only a few times. The researchers who published the earliest debunking of Hapgood's version can easily be traced into gatekeepers' position at key journals and were able to restrict the published science and command the compliance of the field. There is no telling where interference stopped and precedent science took over. It is critical to remember that the evidence supported by the NSF-CIA does nothing against the presumed real facts delivered by Maynard, Ken White, and Chan Thomas. They only go against Hapgood's version. A cyclical crustal shift with recurring polar positions throughout geological time has never been debunked. The immensely flawed practice of carbon dating and other isotope methods was used to further disrupt and confuse the facts, tying together many of the events required for the full picture of Earth's catastrophe cycle. To exemplify the absurdity of modern arguments against cyclical catastrophe based on these isotope dates, consider the Australian crater, that recently was adjusted from over 300 years old to under 200,000, or the Tibetan ice caps, adjusted from over 500,000 years old to potentially being a formation of the Younger Dryas, less than 20,000 years ago. The pathway that geology has taken has been more convincing to the whole of academia than the words of priests and prophets were to millennia of generations. In truth, the classical stratigraphy and comparative anatomy used by Cuvier was never flawed. We will learn about the result of failures in isotope dating in Chapters 5 and 6. Professors have lost grants, positions, and respect over this subject. Programs have been shut down. Researchers have been harassed and worse. This has happened because they tried to take the path of catastrophism. The attacks were coordinated, efficient, well supported. The use of past tense were in the last sentence is because something has changed now the information on earth's changing magnetic field has been coming out for years the recognition of the cycle of earth is easy to see in the data and the researchers publishing proof of various aspects of the story are almost uncountable nobody is stopping them now the beast has been s- <laughs> hold on the beast has been let back out of the cage and it is unclear why The CIA has done virtually nothing to stop the wildfire of catastrophism from burning this drought-stricken field of science into a raging phoenix. In fact, they seem to be helping its rediscovery, the ocean's attack. And that is the end of Chapter 2. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Uh, We'll get to the Chapter 3 as soon as we can. Thanks for listening please share this with as many friends as possible and we'll get the rest of this book out as soon as we can take care you guys stay safe start preparing to have a year supply of everything just in case